millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flag Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? This is the beginning of what we are calling the Zamo Odyssey. We're looking back to the uh, period in, I think it was 1985 or 86, I'm not sure. Uh, probably should have researched that, doesn't matter. When uh, on Grinch Hill, the easily the most popular kids TV programme of its day, uh, one of its most best-loved characters, Zamo, Zamo Maguire, um fell foul of uh, heroin which mm. seemed to be everywhere at the time there was an epidemic of heroin mm. uh, we were all on the heroin one way or another in the 80s everyone we, was bang on it, it we were they? either taking it or we it was in our seeping into our consciousnesses through other people taking it boy george who was the the, the oh. biggest pop star of the time even even boy george got caught up in the heroin i found heroin so terrifying and i yeah. had a lot of exposure to to drugs at an early age not taking them i didn't take any drugs until i was a bit you know old, until i was an adolescent but when i was a child i'd seen a lot of drugs being used and discussed right. around me and yep. yet i found heroin it did not desensitize me in the least to the terror mm. Of heroin, and that is as a result of actually, I think say what you like about them, but I think the government campaigns, and this is almost was almost an adjunct to that because the big TV shows made a lot of effort. Whether that was under pressure or suggestion from government lobbying, I don't know, mm. because of, of course EastEnders did it as well, didn't they? Um, and I, all of this stuff, it was it worked, you know. The heroin yeah. heroin screws you up that campaign yeah it was yeah. it was really effective <clears throat> they don't really do that anymore drugs education uh and in a way I, I think they should because like you know we're both pretty liberal people and and generally speaking i, I suppose i lean mm. towards the idea of decriminalization of drugs because it's a public health it should be a public health rather than a fucking crime issue in my opinion but having said that we kept, there is a risk you can go too far the other way and there's all that sort of Noel Gallagher going, you know, taking a pills just like having a cup of tea. And actually, kids would do well to be quite scared about drugs, right? And I was fucking terrified off my tits of heroin. 
Um, yeah. Because the, as a child in the 80s, you were absolutely fucking force-fed scare stories about the, yeah. th- the dangers of heroin, which was good because it was so cheap and widely available, and it, had, it took such an immediate hold on people's lives when they tried it. I think the thing, the element of that whole campaign that that, that sent it into the, the realms of the terrifying yeah. was the syringe. Yeah. But, no um, one likes the, the injections. The idea of injecting yourself with it. Because we used to get injections. We'd get, we'd get inoculated, wouldn't we? We, we had our um, tuberculosis injections when we were 13, whatever yeah. it was. Nobody wanted that. That was like, oh, no, I'm going to get the fucking needle this what week. What was it they called it, the one... They had it had three letters, not CBT, but it was something like that, wasn't it? BCG. BCG, and first yeah. they put like um, six needles into you. You'd get what they called the six pricks, which was they got it six on your, pricks. On your, pin, on pin, your pin, lower pin, pin, arm. Pin. Yeah, all yeah. in one thing. It was like a cigarette lighter out of a car, and they just yeah. put it on your your lower arm, and yeah. it was to test you for. Um, I think it was to test to see if you'd have any adverse reaction to the the big one, the BCG. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just got that. There you go. There's six for stars. Yeah. Six little ones. There'd be lots but of scare the stories, was, wouldn't there? Was was kind of just below your shoulder. The BCG. Yeah. And of course, after you had it, everybody people would go around you. punching each other yeah, on the BCG arm. Because some people would go up like a fucking big boil, wouldn't they? <laughs> it would be really hurt. Yeah. So injections were obviously probably the most scary thing you thought about they when were you were a kid. They were pretty negative. Yeah. So uh, the idea of having to inject stuff with heroin. As we'll get on to Zamo chase the dragon which is smoking heroin out of foil or whatever and Mm. they didn't talk spoiler yeah a bit of a spoiler but i suppose the problem is is that the government were relying too much on the whole injection angle like Mm. you're a kid walking around going i won't take everything because i don't like injections and then one day someone Mm. goes what if i told you that you could get all the pleasure of heroin without any of the needles that's right kids i'm talking about chasing the dragon chasing the dragon kind of snuck in the back door didn't it when everyone was worried about the syringes and the injections yeah. chasing the dragon it sounded I mean if you were into stuff like Tolkien you think, I, I want to chase a dragon that sounds cool <laughs> where can I get where can I find this dragon yeah. bring it on so there was um, actually in the episode we're going to talk about the episode when Zamo was first exposed as a heroin user yeah, um, a smackhead a smackhead there was a, a there was a subsequent episode where they there was some graffiti that that someone put up in the school. I always remember it. It was one of the first times I heard the phrase "chase the dragon" because it said Zamo yeah. chases the dragon or something, and yeah. he takes offence because by that stage he's sort of in in a state of recovery. But yeah. um, the, the one oh, thing doesn't I'm, he desperately try to scrub it off the wall himself? He goes and finds a fucking yeah. scrubbing brush or something. He, we'll uh, get to that because we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll get to that. that I mean. On. It's very sad. It's it's sort of funny when you think about, like, heroin and grain chill and Zamo, right? But mm. at the same time, watching it back for the first time in years, you realise how it was so genuinely shocking when you first saw it. So shocking. Oh, and yeah. also just really, really sad because we were just talking about it off air. The way it's written is so human. It doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't really make any concessions to the fact that it's ostensibly a kid's show. And all the characters, not just Samo himself, but his friend Roland and Roland, and yeah. the other characters involved, there's a sadness on behalf of, like, you feel sad for all of them. You feel sad of, that Roland has some, you know, involvement in it because he's sort of sweet and innocent and a nice lad. 
Oh, it's yeah. so sad and so raw and <clears throat> so, like, not... I think even my daughter, who I made watch it, not because I wanted to educate her about the dangers of heroin, because she always laughs about the amount of fucking talks they get and shitty drama workshops they get at school. <laughs> Hi, would you like some drugs? Drugs, what are they? They make you feel nice. Plus, they make you seem cool and grown up. No thanks, my mum says I'm not to. Right, it's all that sort of shit. Right? Are you always going to do everything your mummy tells you? All right, I'll try it, but just once. A month. A month. Whoa, I feel great. One month later. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 no, I'm dead. (laughs) I'm dead. I'm a prostitute. Right. (laughs) I'm talking to you now from prostitute heaven. (laughs) I wish I'd never done that one try of drugs. She's quite funny about it because she does all those impressions, right, of, of the sort of fucking lame-ass education they get. There's another one about gangs and knives that's more or less the same. Yeah. yeah. Here, take this for me, will ya? What is it? A knife. A knife? What for? It's just for protection. <laughs> uh, a gang's not just about crime, you know. It's about family. It makes it you feel like you belong. Go on, join the gang. I don't know. My mum says I'm not to. Did your dad run away? Yeah, mine too. Let's form a gang. (laughs) But my mum says I'm not Uh. to be in gangs. Oh, your mum again. (laughs) Come on. You want to be a man, don't you? Take the knife. We probably won't have to stab anyone. (laughs) But it's good to have it just in case. (gasps) No! No, Andy! He's he's dead! No! Fade to black. Anyway. I'm, t- I'm talking to you from regular heaven. <laughs> Where gang members go after being stabbed. Gang heaven. I'm, I'm in gang heaven. Where knife crime victims go. No, but she's, uh. even she was surprised by the fact that it was less heavy-handed than she's used to seeing it. Oh, and right, that's okay. great show. It did a lot of things like that. There was a lot of well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff about this before it came. We all knew, didn't we? Do you remember? We all knew. Yeah. Someone yeah. was going to be on heroin in this series, but yeah. they didn't reveal who it was, and it was very much like who shot Jr. <laughs> it was yeah because we were watching it, and there was a character at the time called Danny Kendall, who mm. you'll remember. Of course. He was a bit of a weirdo, right? Oddball. He was a fucking Short oddball. oddball. <laughs> and I was watching it with my older brother Cass who was, you know, sort of a, a bit of a Jack the Lad, seven years older than me, and, you know, kind of, he thought he knew the lot, and I thought he knew the lot as well. So he mm. was a bit like this. What's this then? Grain Jill, someone on Skag, are they? Don't worry, <laughs> I'll be able to identify you straight away. <laughs> that one, the little cunt. That's what he said. He went, I'm telling you now, that cunt there is on gear. Trust me, don't ask me how I know. But I fucking know. It's him. What's his name? Danny Kendall. Write it down. Go up to fucking William Hill now and stick a fiver on it. I'm telling you. It's Danny Kendall. Right? They'll close the book on him. And I was like, he's right. It's Danny Kendall. That's why he's such an oddball. The fact that it turned out to be Zamo was so powerful because Zamo was like the everyman character. He was. He was a character we all loved. He was just a little cheeky chappy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that's what can happen. I mean, we, we were just chatting about this before we started recording, but this whole episode is brilliantly written. 
and there's so much subtlety in it that as kids would have just gone right over our heads it kind of yeah. didn't need to be in there but it's so brilliantly crafted it really um, is yeah so but there's kind of two storylines going on at the same time, and we'll we'll just look at the whole episode basically because the other the other one in it is really interesting as well, the non-Zamo storyline. But the episode begins. By the way, it's on YouTube if you want to have a look. It's series nine, episode fourteen. But if you just search Grinch Hill Zamo heroin, it'll be a top result. But it starts off. I think it must be half term because none of it actually takes place in no the school, school itself. No teachers, yeah. And it starts off with Roland. And Roland, if you'd watched Grange Hill in the years preceding this, Roland was a troubled young man who was constantly bullied because of his weight and his appearance with his, his yeah. national health specs. And he was an uh, outsider. He always tried to fit in, but it didn't happen for him. Um, and he he would he would eat. He'd eat his feelings. He'd eat I think his feelings. Say. Yeah. He'd eat his feelings. So that just accentuated everything. And, uh, and right. um, and we all called him Roland because he had Roland. this the one girl that looked out for him and was kind to him. It was Janet, I think she was. Yeah, called. and she'd always her uh, catchphrase was, "I'm only trying to help you, Roland." I'm only, I'm only to help you, Roland. Um, but he didn't want the help. He shunned her. He pushed right, her away. alone. He? I don't need yeah. your help. Yeah. It's a great actor, by the way. I yeah. thought in this I'd never registered yeah. at the time but I thought his performance in this episode was very very good yeah very naturalistic and we, we discovered recently some of the characters are coming back it's going to be a Grinch Hill film and some of the characters oh. in the 80s are going to play the grandparents of the kids in the new film I think wow so you might well see Roland coming Fuck back yeah the grandparents mate how's that and make that, you well, feel yeah because this is like 35 years ago so Fucking hell, time goes too fast, mate. Um, just a, fast. a little bit on Zamo. And anyone who, who lives or works in London um, over the last couple of decades will know lots about the legend of Zamo. It's like everyone, um, you know, like in Liverpool, everyone reckons they went to school with um, everyone who in Liverpool reckons they went to school with Paul McCartney, right? <laughs> right. Everyone in Manchester reckons that their sister went out with Clint Boone. Right? <laughs> this is news to me, but yeah. Everyone in London has a connection to Lee McDonald, the actor of Zamo. Right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, Lee McDonald, yeah, I know him. This is a fucking city of 10 million people we're talking about <laughs> here, right? It's bigger than many nation states, and yet every yeah. cunt reckons they know or have had dealings yeah. with Lee McDonald. Now, one of the key things to that was anyone who worked in the West End in Soho in the noughties will remember that um, uh, in the connecting... I can't remember what it's called now, but connecting walkway between two of the main streets, I think Wardour Street and uh, maybe Frith Street in Soho, mm. uh, there was a locksmith's. And Lee McDonald, Sam, I worked in this locksmith's for a lot right. of the noughties. Yeah. And the way you found this out was the way I found out I think it was my mate Nick just texted me one day when we were first working up in the West End went mate you know St. An it's St Anne's Walk that's it he's going mate you know St Anne's Walk and I go yeah he goes you like to walk down there this week I said I walk down there every day he goes alright when you're down there pop into the locksmiths you might see someone you recognise and that was the <laughs> trick that everyone did right 
go in the locksmith on some man's walk you might see someone you recognise yeah. and in the end it became common but there was a fucking that locksmith must have done a lot of business because everyone was going in there and it was like yeah. bam because no one had seen or thought about Samo for about 20 years at that stage yeah right and uh, and so that was the main one but then only about four or five years ago my brother comes into the office one day when I was working with my brother Dom he goes, you'll never guess who I had around my house last night. I go, who? He goes, Zamo. I said, fuck, fuck off. He goes, Zamo came round my fucking house. I'm telling you. I said, how come? He said, because my wife's like mate came round, who she hadn't seen years, and she said, can I bring my boyfriend round? And they were coming round for dinner. And all they said was, uh, she's got this boyfriend called Lee. He comes in. It's fucking Lee McDonald. Wow. In my fucking house. And I said, oh, man. did you do that thing of thinking, oh, he probably gets hassled about being Zamo all the time, so I won't bring it up because it'll be a bit mm. cringe. He went, no, all he wanted to talk about was Zamo. We, he gave me fucking oh, great wow. chill stories all night at oh, my brilliant. own dinner table. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, man. He said he, was, he said he was an amazing bloke. Everyone who's met him says he's a fucking top bloke. So I hope he's... Co- he, he's actually... I think Lee McDonald might be a future human of honour. Yeah, feels like it mm. after we've done this. Yeah, so um, oh, that's fantastic because he was key cutting, wasn't he, in that locksmith? Because yeah, I think that was his job in there, key cutting. Yeah, he's a key cutter. Yeah, he, he, every now and again, the Daily Mirror or something would have a "Where is he now?" Yeah. Zamo, he works in a, and he'd, he'd be wearing the brown overall coat kind of thing of the locksmith and the key cutter. Jalapeno. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Jalapeño. That where are they now business is just like, it's always got a slight kind of undertone of cuntishness to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, look, the guy was in Granger when he was a kid. Now he is still a living human being who does a job for a living. Right. But the newspapers always try and say, yeah, not in great deal anymore, are you? But the good yeah, thing yeah. about Lee McDonald is, is that he, he reacts in the only way you can to something like that and just go, no, I'm not. I'm a locksmith. Next question. Yeah, I'm do loving not, it. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to kill myself because I grew up and could no longer play a schoolboy in an 80s TV show? Should I be dead now? I mean, it's not not the half of it. Women get it worse because women get it yeah. just for like their looks changing slightly, <laughs> yeah. don't they? 
the, the, she's got older. How look, dare she? Look, look at, at her, her now. now. She looks a she's bit older than she did last on. year. What? Yeah. yeah, so what? What about you, you cunt, John Bigface? <laughs> fucking John Bigface, fuck yeah. So, um, this episode begins with Roland. Roland's working part-time in the arcade. Legend. Roland is a, is a king now. You're fucking... He didn't what let the bullying job. get him down. He's, he's working, yeah. and one thing that we see is he is fucking professional, and he takes his job seriously. He's doing a lot of sweeping, isn't he? Yeah, and he's got he's a special a lot coat. Of, I, I don't know what there is that needs to be swept up. I don't know. Is it dust That's or one what? of those tricks know. that in any job you have to make yourself look busy when you're not. Sweep when up. you're in a junior position... Yeah. Yeah. I once worked in a job in a junior position and um, a geezer took me aside and he went, it's very important. It was like a busy warehouse, right? And he said, it's very important that you look busy even when you're not, when you're in a junior role. And I said, yeah. I know, mate, but I, what am I supposed to fucking do? No one's given me any work. So I've had an hour. He goes, yeah, but I see you like sitting there looking like a lazy cunt. He goes, I know that that's not your fault. He goes, but you have to learn a way to look busy even when you're not busy there's really good yeah. advice and I said well what what am I supposed to do in this fucking warehouse he goes watch this and he walked around looking at the ceiling and he was looking at the ceiling <laughs> then he was putting his hand out as if he was checking for a drink then he was looking at his hand then he'd walk a few yards like over to a different position and do the same and then he'd put his hand on his hips and look at the floor and I go what I said yeah he goes see what I mean and I said, what Wait, was so that about? He goes, fuck all, mate. But it makes it look like I'm investigating a leak. <laughs> he went, there is no leak. But no one's going to look at you and go, he's a bit lazy. They're going to go, look at him, fixing a situation. Vigilant. Yeah. <laughs> he's leak vigilant. It's a good tip, that, isn't yeah. it? It is. Well, at our price, if you were fucking needed something to do, they'd send you out onto the shop floor to do what was called sleeve checking. Which oh, yeah. was making sure that all the album sleeves and the CD cases were in alphabetical order and in the categories that they should be in. That's quite Because, you know, fun. people pick things up and they just put them down anywhere. There are people are cunts so, like that. People are, exactly. So we had to do that. And that was, was that, that when really you tedious. first started to hone your theory that people are cunts? Or oh, working you? in our price. Yeah. No, I had it before then, to be honest. Did you have it from childhood? I think so. I think so, yeah. You're not a fan of the doors. You're not a fan of the doors, but they did, of course, write that song, People Are Cunts. You no, probably, you probably prefer yeah. the Echo and the Bunny Man cover version. Yeah, I heard that first before I heard the, the People doors. People are yeah. cunts when you're a person. People <laughs> are cunty when you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, I mean... I, some people have said this that like everyone instead of doing national service should have to do two years working in a uh, public facing role of some kind customer service and then maybe all of us would treat people a bit better when we have to do customer stuff yeah because yeah people, lots of people are alright but it's just you know it's that minority that fucking you've got to look out you've got to keep an eye out for the cunts haven't you that's what they say there's cunts everywhere it's getting worse as well. But Roland is not a cunt. Roland Roland's is a legend. A I can imagine there'd be quite a few cunts coming at this arcade. Oh, yeah. And well, we get we, a bit of yeah. a hint of it. But every, there seems to be a good vibe in there. He's Roland's in control of the situation. He's got a bit of authority about him. He has, And the interactions yeah. that he has with some of the customers. I feel like he fits in vibe. better than he does at school. 
Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. you all have to find, if there's any school kids listening to this, what I would say is, first, stop listening. This is not yeah, good school for kids. Jesus. But secondly, if you are, and uh, there was a school kid who was listening to it because he messaged me on Instagram from Jesus his classroom Christ. saying something mental like, Sam, can you... I'm trying to tell my mates about an episode. I'm in the classroom now. Can you just quickly tell me what episode this was on? It's like, fuck it. Obviously, I deleted the message, but I felt like going, yeah. fucking get off your phone and start listening to the teacher, you yeah. sloppy cunt. Get- You're not going to learn anything from the likes of me and Dawson. Get right? out of my messages, you reverse nods. <laughs> oh, talking of nonces. Uh, have oh, you God. seen the trailer for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? It's the new... I haven't, no. You know, there's no. a TV series coming out of it. I think the end yeah. of the month. So there's a lot of excitement in my household about this. And they released a trailer on May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Right. And of course, uh, yeah. there's, I was like... we. I said, I even said to my kids, I said, I mean, not so much Len. Don't like to do too much nonce chat with him because he's still only young. But, yeah. you know, fucking... My daughters at secondary school, all they do is talk about fucking nonces. They call everyone a nonce, right? Good. That's what, too vigilant, can you? That's what kids do. They think it's hilarious, right? And I said, this fucking trailer, have you seen it? I said, if you watch it with a sound down, it, it's like a trailer for a show called Space Nonce. I said, there's this old fucking man who looks like a tramp. And there's a boy, like there's a child who's supposed to be a young sort of eight-year-old Luke Skywalker. Mm. And he's playing, you know, that little fucking igloo they lived in. You know the one. Sand igloo, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Where he lives with his aunt and uncle. His fucking... It's a nice his, place. Quite spacious, wasn't it? His cunt uncle. It <laughs> looked small from the outside, but when you got in there, dug down. <laughs> Extended downwards. His fucking pain in the arse Lampard uncle. And his, and his fairly attractive aunt. Anyway, fucking, they're just going about their business trying to live a normal family life, right? And the, and Luke is up on the fucking top of the igloo playing, like, fucking playing at being a pilot. Playing, playing Star Wars. He's playing Star Wars. Cuts back. There's this fucking old geezer, right, in a, in robes, fucking really wrong looking tramp, right, <laughs> with a pair of fucking space binoculars, and then it cuts to his POV, and he's just zooming in on the kid. <laughs> right, no! and you think, what are you doing? Space and he goes, I've got to watch over him. And you go, no, you don't. He's got his aunt and uncle, you mad cunt. You haven't got to fucking watch over him. Do you Fuck know him? off. Have you met him? Fuck off. No. You've never met him. You're at, you're hiding behind a fucking rock near his house, watching him every day through binoculars, right? And if anyone comes up to you and goes, what the fuck are you doing looking at that kid? You go, I'm not, mate, I'm here on official business. What official business? I'm supposed to be looking after that kid. Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, he looks like he's got he's... a perfectly good family. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't, no. are you from social services or something? No. Well, who no. sent you here then? Little he's... green geezer. He's got, man. Special, he's got special powers. I've got to keep looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> I was sent what? here. Better than, and, and this is a official council business, is it? No, better than council. <laughs> Yoda sent me. And who the fuck is Yoda when he's at home? Little green geezer. And I wouldn't fucking be flash about him because if he was here now, he'd kick your fucking face in, you cunt. Without even touching you. Without fucking touching you, believe me. He don't look like much, but he's fucking nails. And he sent me here, and he said, watch that kiddie through your binoculars, keep a safe distance, yeah, because he's got powers. 
So what you're saying is you are part of a violent Nonsen gang? <laughs> no, no, no that, I don't we're called like the that. Jedi's. Oh really? And how far does this stretch this network? Well, it was previously galaxy wide, but there's been a big crackdown. <laughs> well, I'm not fucking surprised the way you go about your business. <laughs> yeah, but we're looking to oh. rebuild. I'm surprised you're still at large yourself. You should be behind bars, you cunt. I'm going to send the sand people up here to give you a fucking shoo-in. That'll put you off coming back looking at kiddies. <laughs> so funny, Space Nonce. That's coming soon, is it, Space Nonce? Space Nonce is coming soon to Disney+, Plus, and uh, I think it's going to be great landmark television. Oh, man, I still haven't watched fucking all of Mandalorian. Oh, there was another one afterwards, wasn't there? Was there Book of uh, Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett's a bit oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's well. Is that shit? Right. But Mandalorian is decent, in my opinion. Yeah. No, not everyone agrees. That. My wife thinks it's shit and boring. <clears throat> Her problem with everything after the original trilogy is that it lacks humour. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can get that, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's true, really. I mean, they try right. humour, but it's not that funny. Anyway... This is about Grain Chill, not Star Wars. This is about Roland sweeping up yeah. in the arcade with his um, with his coat on. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a, a arcade machine mender who's in there. Uh, he's trying to mend one of the one of the space invaders. And he says the circuit board's fucked, so he's gonna have to take it away and mend it. At his mending shop. Um, Zamo comes in. Mm. Zamo wants to have a chat with Roland, and Roland just says, "Oh, we'll have a chat here." Zamo's like, "No, no, private chat." Zamo needs 50 he doesn't, quid he doesn't look in great nick either does he Zamo's not no he's not he's a little bit under the weather he's he a, looks, bit a bit twitchy perhaps he's got the flu yeah Don't and he, he looks anxious and jumpy yeah and he needs a pro, he needs 50 quid quickly um, now this scam that Zamo outlines to Roland uh, this is where the writing is like I was actually thinking this is like the wire the way that in the wire David Simon used to always go fuck the average viewer that was his sort yeah. of like driving kind of raison d'etre yeah. right I will write it I don't care if the average viewer doesn't understand I'll write it as it is percent. yeah that's what his thing was and I feel that's what Phil Redmond was doing with Grange Hill because yeah. this, he basically is desperately outlining a convoluted and really dodgy sounding lie about what he needs mm. money for right but it's so elaborate and detailed. I mean, I don't know about you, Andy. I completely lose track of what it is he's proposing. And I think that's almost the point. I think Roland's just sort of exasperated in the end. He kind of wears him down, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I watched it twice this episode. I kind of got it the second time. He but says he can as a kid, buy a bike. What? He can buy a motorbike cheap from, from an idiot and then resell it for a big profit immediately. Yeah. So all he and needs it's, is it's, 50 quid up front. It's part of a motorbike consortium, isn't it? It's not just Zamo yeah. that's buying it. Because, yeah. as Roland correctly says, you can't get a motorbike for 50 quid. Yeah. Um, and uh, Zamo says, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's part of a deal. Uh, me and my mate are going to buy this motorbike for 150 quid from this idiot, and then we're going to sell it for 250. And, yeah, uh, and then I'll split get the 75 quid out of us, something. I don't think the maths actually add up, but um, yeah. then he, he offers Roland uh, a cut. He says, Roland, oh, he's going to make 25 quid and he's going to give Roland 15 of it and then he'll just keep 10 for himself. Um, but, you know, Roland hasn't got that kind of money and the um, the fellow who runs the, the arcade takes all the notes away at night and this is first thing in the morning. So, mm. Zambo wants money from the arcade. Um, and it's good because so 
Roland says, there's nobody in the machines or anything yet. He says, maybe come back at lunchtime. Samuel goes, lunchtime? Blimey, what's the matter with this place? <laughs> that was a bit you're right I laughed out loud at that bit because <laughs> he's so fucking angry and frustrated yeah. he, starts, the down. he starts critiquing the fucking business model of an arcade he's only about fucking 15 uh, yeah. Blimey, what's the matter with this place it did make me think that kids back in them days were like more savvy because this yeah. conversation would have been believable then. It wouldn't now. Kids don't know fucking anything about money or any shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I think it's because we had to survive on our wits more. We didn't have fucking parents giving us handouts. And so yeah, you had yeah. to sort of know Tell a little bit wonderful. about scams and making money and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just comparing it to my own kids. But I just think that they don't. Like nowadays, this scam, I'm, I'm impressed by Zamo and how enterprising he is. And also the fact that he even has an opinion on the way that the arcade does business <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> What's the matter with this place? Well, you can only cash out at lunchtime. Fucking hell. You could be doing some of your best business round breakfast. You want to think of a morning promotion, son? Get people in here to get a free bit of toast yeah, make, with their first game. Making rolls of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking obvious, you daft bastard. This is a potential gold mine. This is the eighties. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's the enterprise Green economy. Is good. So that's the first scene we've covered in this first episode, and then the next scene goes over to the other storyline in it. So we'll look at that and more on Zamo in the next episode. Uh, I just, just I forgot to say there, you're talking about um, kids of this era being obsessed with nonsense. Yeah. In in school and everything. Um, a couple of years ago I bought uh, what I thought was a, a quite uh, fetching Adidas tracksuit top yeah. which was a little bit out of my regular fashion wheelhouse Yeah, let's say and I put it on and me, me daughter just looked at it and went you look like a nonce <laughs> and it went that's it, it went, uh, yeah that was it it went straight up the charity shop after that that's it that's it they call each other like what I'm saying is in the 80s kids knew all about scams and money and now yeah. all the kids know about is fucking accusing everyone of being everyone. a pedo yeah and the thing is if you, they do accuse an adult of being a pedo an adult takes that really seriously and takes yeah. that to heart yeah. what, what What? makes you think I'm a pedo I know, what, I got, is it the I, way I look is it the way I talk what I got it? called a nonce in the street by a kid from primary school about a year ago I was just remembering that yesterday I think I talked about it on the pod because I knew the kid yeah. but he, yeah. I don't know whether he didn't recognise me because I had sunglasses on or what but I went <laughs> I just gave him a smile and a nod and he cycled, he yeah. just gave, he gave me a deaf stare back and then he, he cycled about another hundred yards and shouted back, don't look at me, you nonce. No, don't smile at me, <laughs> you nonce. I was absolutely, I was rocked to my core. I was really upset. Yeah. I came back totally. and I was going to my, a boy, that boy from the school just called me a nonce. <laughs> what, whatever would have given him that impression? <laughs> and like my daughter was like I told my daughter and she was like she said to me listen don't fucking take it in a bad or personal way like that is just as normal as like you calling someone a wanker or a dickhead she went it's just she went it's just normal (laughs) she went it's just normal banter to to our generation (laughs) and I said well to my generation that's a very serious accusation and I don't want to wear it you'd be getting a letter from my solicitor (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm going to have one of his parents about this. Oh, God. 
Right, okay, that's it for this one. We'll be back with more Zamo Odyssey next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.